PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. How in the hell are you guys doing? It's another edition this week. That's two this week. I'm just stacking them up before I leave for Loretta. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing. And this is all about the 2021 Kawasaki KX450. First things first, though, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted, that's right, trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, Free three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. It's so damn easy to see why you guys should be shopping over there. But before you do, click on KieferInkTesting.com and then click on the RMATVMC banner. Then continue to live your life and do your shopping over there. What that does is give us a little, little slice of what you guys are purchasing. Let's them know that you guys listen to the show and you like it. And hopefully gets us a discount code in the future. So we can save even, even more money over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. So thank you guys for doing that. If you haven't done that already, start trying that. It really is nice. And I can see that on my dashboard, see what you guys are purchasing. And man, there's a lot of parts being purchased right now. It's good. As a silver lining to this COVID-19, our industry is booming, and that is a good thing. So hopefully this doesn't die down when this COVID-19 dies down itself and we keep these uh parts accessories dirt bikes just up and moving and more people on those suckers that's right hashtag keep everyone on dirt bikes you know what fly racing 2021 gear t-minus 10 days until we see it 10 days i get my box tomorrow i'm gonna be going through that with aiden looking forward to you all seeing what is available over on flyracing.com in 10 days, 2021 gear. New additions. That's all I'm going to say. New additions to the lineup. Looking forward to you guys seeing it. And of course, if you guys want to get in a safe helmet, Formula Helmet. It's one of the most comfortable, quiet, light. Dude, it's a great helmet. They've come a long way. Rayon technology. Dude, it is unbelievable. Go check them out, flyracing.com. If you have any questions about Fly, hit me up. No problem. Racetech, Racetech.com. The suspension company that is sponsoring Aiden Kiefer at Loretta Lynn Nationals. And should be doing your suspension as well. If not, at least, please at least just rebuild your stuff. Fork and shock, bushings, oil, seals. Get them done over at Racetech. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com. And I will get you in touch with Chris Riesenberg at Racetech and get you guys up and moving around on the track with more comfort, racetech.com. Please try to support these guys. They're good people. They have great products. I don't take companies on this show that I don't believe in myself. So if you guys have any questions, you know the email. Get a hold of me, and I will help you out 
with a discount code or at least guide you in the right direction. All right, 2021 KX450. I spent the day with the Kawasaki Team Green guys going over the bike, riding it. I went to State Fair MX. Kiefer, why did you go there? Well, simple fact was I wanted to go to a tighter track that had a little bit more clay-based dirt and got ruddier. Uh, These other media outlets have been going to Cahia Creek, Glen Helen, and those are great places to go test. But uh, I've had a problem in the past with the Kawasaki not cornering very good, kind of unsettling coming in. So I wanted to go to a track right away where I could address these problems and try to get you a baseline setting here right now on this podcast and over at PulpMX.com. There's an article or keyforinktesting.com. Just in case you prefer to read your tests. Those are up there available for you guys right now. But in this podcast, I want you to understand what I felt with the two the 2021 changes that Kawasaki made. There's not a lot of them. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, Kiefer, they had different valving specs in the 2021, the suspension. False. I checked with the guys today. Everything is the same on this bike besides the clutch. It's a cone dist shaped clutch, much like a KTM, which we call bevel spring, right? So that is changed. They don't have judder springs anymore. There's no longer judder springs inside the clutch basket. And of course, they went to an 839 bend Renthal fat bar handlebar. So Right away, we don't need to spend all day and talk about the 2020. You guys know about it. You can go back into my archives and listen to it. And um, I'm going to have a little admission and a little confession here on this podcast today and maybe uh, admit one thing that I am wrong about. I have no problem doing that. So uh, first things first, so Kawasaki changed their clutch. And what they did was they went to a single spring design, much like a KTM, and what that is going to do is going to try to prevent less slipping on the track. Um, they call it their new cone disc spring clutch. But if you go pull it apart, it's mu- it's similar to a KTM clutch. So uh, they understood last year they had some problems with slipping. I had some problems with that under load, accelerating out of corner, especially when it was deep and uh, loamy, as well as As I was accelerating last year on this clutch, on this bike, the lever actually engaged. It started moving in. So what happened was it just started slipping, and pretty soon when it got hot, it just wouldn't go accelerate and because the lever would actually engage because it would move under load. So heavy stress, heavy load, heat really hurt the 2020 KX450's clutch. But Kawasaki said, hey, let's redesign it. And they went to work with the single cone disc design. So now, for me, right away, when I got on the track, and I had a 2020, and I'm not going to sit here and, and lie to you guys and say I, ri- I rode the shit out of a 2020. I didn't. Joe Aloff, my tester, he rode the shit out of it. But I've had my fair share of days on this as well. So I thought I would brush up and ride the bike before I turned it into Kawasaki the day before. So I rode it. Got a feel of the clutch, and of course, our bike is very used. It's a little bit of roached. We have a lot of time on it. But when I got on this 2021 version, the first thing I noticed was how smoother that bike is when you come out of a corner. So 
how I can explain it to you guys, if you're accelerating out of, out of the corner from area three, the bike itself is just more connected to the rear wheel with this clutch. It has more grip. It has more connection. And it's a little bit smoother in the RPM range. So very low RPM range. It doesn't have that little bit of a jerk that last year's bike did. That thing had a little bit of a jerk in area two of the corner. But this doesn't have 2021. I'm sorry. 2021 doesn't have as much throttle response in low RPM situation because I think it's the clutch. It's actually hooking up. You have more rear wheel connection. And... I have more drive, so I like that. And to me, it has a, a more of a linear feel to the clutch. Obviously, it still has that small blade. I'm not a very, you know, I'm not a very huge fan of this lever shape. The lever shape is very skinny, but it has a, a longer throw, linear feel, and the engagement is a little bit wider compared to last year. It's not so on and off, and I felt like it wasn't that on and off last year until it got hot. And then it was very inconsistent. So I learned that later on after my first impression last year. So I really wanted to put in motos today. So it was hot in here in California. It's like high 90s. Instead of just doing three laps come in, three laps come in, I actually put in some 20-minute motos, really hard on the clutch. And the track I rode at is tight. You got to use the clutch a lot. I slip it to keep the front end down. So for me, I knew the changes that kawasaki made and i wanted to ride a track that kind of uh exacerbated that problem if it arose so this track really shined on me today for what this new 2021 clutch can do so it's a better clutch less slipping more connection more rear-wheel traction just from the clutch people think ah the engine character can't change bullshit it can change with the clutch, there's a lot of teams out there that put different clutches in, not just a Henson or a Recluse. There's the torque drive, there's slipper clutches, there's all different types of clutches that give you a different engine character. And when Kawasaki did this for 2021, it changed the engine character for the better for me. I didn't like the on-off feel, the herky-jerky feel from Area 2 to Area 3 last year. It smoothed it out in 2021. So that is a better feeling right there. Let's move on to the 839 Renthal Fat Bar Handlebar. Thank you. Welcome to 2021, Kawasaki. Hallelujah. One and one eighths bars. I'm not hate common, but I like the seven eighths bar. It was fine, but it was dated. The bend was dated. If they would have updated the bend and left the seven eighths bar, I wouldn't have hated on it. I would have been fine with that. But now that they went to this 839 Renthal Fat Bar, which is the same bar Honda has, so they share that bend. It's a little bit of a lower bend from the 971, 971 Renthal 7.8 bar. It, the rise is lower, and there's not a lot of sweep, so I like that bar bend. For me, this bar bend is going to please a wide range of rider, riders. My son is 5'8", uh, and I'm 6 foot, and he likes the 839 on his Honda. The 839 feels even better to me on the Kawasaki, just the way the ergos are laid out and the seat and the peg and the, the bar height, much better on the Kawasaki. I've been riding the YZ450 uh, a lot lately, getting ready for Loretta's. So hopping on this Kawasaki immediately, I felt at home. The ergos are so much better on a Kawasaki for me, just the way it's laid out stock. 
much better than the Yamaha. The Yamaha, I feel a little bit cramped. It's hard to stand up and transition into a corner. It's a little bit tougher to do. This seems laid out very nice. I'm on top of the bike more. And this Rental Fat Bar allows me to ride over the front way more than last year's design. So you guys can sit here at home and go, man, Kiefer really goes apeshit over a rider triangle. But if your rider triangle is screwed up, you're never going to ride your bike to its full potential because you're never going to feel comfortable. So getting that cockpit correct is very important, even if it is stock. And I understand that you guys out there are going to buy your own handlebar, go to Pro Taper. That's fine. But you need to have the right bend for you. And I think in the world of production testing, you have to find a bar that fits a wide range of guys. And Kawasaki did a great job of getting a bar that fits a wide range of riders. So like I mentioned, I am able to corner better with this bar because I can get farther up on the tank and farther forward to get more front end traction. Simply put, I feel like I have more front end traction this year and I can't diagnose it. You know, I can't really think about anything else other than the handlebar. That's the only thing that I can think of that is making me corner better Versus the 2020. I rode the 2020 with the 971 the day before, and I couldn't get the traction. Uh, and I rode another guy's bike in the same day today, and I couldn't get the front end traction like I could with this bar set up on this bike. So the suspension hasn't changed, still soft, but to me, getting in the corner, area one, tip in, is made a lot easier because I can get my body weight forward and get that bite with the fork. So there's something to be said with getting the right bar, and uh, Kawasaki did it. So those are my two 21 aspects right away. Going back to the clutch, if you guys are on a 2019-2020 KX450, you can put the 21 system inside of it. Now, the downside is, of course, you're going to have to spend the money on a basket, inner hub, pressure plate. The discs are different. So if you're looking to put the 21 discs into your 20, not the same. They're a little bit bigger. So uh, you will have to get the whole system. Now, some of you are like, I'll just get a Henson or a Recluse. That's fine. But if you're looking for an OEM feel, and I, there's always something to be said with the durability and the testing that comes with OEM stuff. So I like this OEM clutch. Um, it is a better clutch. So if you guys are looking for that, and maybe Henson or Recluse doesn't have one out yet, Go look at the OEM part numbers, and you guys can put this 2021 clutch into your older 450s. So thank you to the guy on Twitter for asking that question. I know sometimes we do these pods, and I'm not the first one to do them. And I like to get some reader questions out there, some real-world questions that you guys want to know. So uh, that was one of them. The other one was, what about the rear disc? No Kawasaki didn't change the rear disc on the 450 like they did the 250. You can either go back to an 18 rear disc from a 450 and put it on your new bike or get the part number on the 21 250 and go back to the smaller rear disc. I will say I don't have as much gripes with the rear disc this time around, this first impression, as I did last year. For whatever reason, it doesn't feel as grabby as last year. I will say... Kawasaki told me that the brake pedal shape is different in 21. Uh, 
They told me the part number is different, and I think they had to change the pedal a little bit to accommodate the little bit of a bigger clutch cover. That's another thing that's a little bit different is the clutch cover is a little bit different. So you guys wondering, 1920 KX450 guys, if you're wondering, yes, you'll need a clutch cover from a 21 to make your stuff work with your older KX. So Kawasaki most likely will go back to a different disc next year. The 250 has most of the changes. Kawasaki focused its efforts on the KX250. So the 450, not a lot of stuff going on or to talk about. Again, the two changes that they made did make a difference. Now, is that up? You know, is that going to warrant you guys to spend the, the money on getting a 21 versus a 20? Uh, I don't know. Depends how much you're saving. If it's $1,000, hmm, it's almost worth it because you're going to spend $1,000 on your 19 or 20 clutch because it's going to do the same shit like it did to me in 2020. So if it's a matter of $1,000, the clutch right there, that's worth it. If it's more than that, then it's debatable. Uh, For me, as long as a manufacturer can make small changes that actually work on the track, I have no problem spending a little bit more money if I'm in the market for a 2020 or 2021 motorcycle. Kawasaki made a better change in that clutch department, which affected the power, which made me like this bike more. It's commercial time, peeps, so stay still, hang tight, listen to these commercials, save yourself some money. We'll be back. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, Flying Machine Factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. 
So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana. They go to Washington. Even British Columbia. Even Hangtown. Go check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeeferingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy! Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, B-L-U-D-Lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER. And get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com Screenprintingdone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? 
Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 4685 Plum Creek Funding Zach Morris hit him up. We are back Team Green. That's right, Team Green. So going to the suspension side of things, uh same thing as 2020. Go slap a 52 fork spring in that thing so that makes it a 51 fork spring rate. So that will hold up your front end, keep the comfort and in fact, you'll get more comfort with the 5.1 spring. I'm 170 pounds. So if you guys are 180, 190 pounds, a 5.1 is really good. I've tried a 5.2 last year. I thought it was a little bit too much for me. So 5.1 seems to be the sweet spot as of right now. If you're not going to get it valved, you just want to use your stock valving and go straight to uh, a spring. Boom, do that. Put a 5.2 in it. Doesn't matter which side, left or right. They No problem. Leave the oil level standard. Compression anywhere between 11 to 13 clicks out. Rebound 11 clicks out. Fork height. If you're going to that 5.1 spring, go to a 3 millimeter fork height. Shock standard spring rate is fine. I feel like if you're over 190, 195 pounds, you might have to go to a 1 up spring uh, rate. And low speed compression 15 to 16 clicks out. High speed compression. One and one eight turns out. Rebound ten to eleven out. That is my base setting that I kind of came up with today to get you started and get you on down the road with a comfortable setting. 
Again, the engine, super smooth, not as snappy as last year, very easy, very lightweight. So when I say lightweight, means very free-feeling. And usually when you get a free-feeling engine, that means, guess what, less traction. That's not what this Kawasaki is about. It's free, but very smooth. So it's almost like um, it's KTM-ish in a way, but with a little bit more response. Uh, it doesn't pull quite as far on top as a KTM, but it's very KTM-ish as far as easy to ride, roll on power, leaning it into a corner, and driving through stuff. Very seamless, very nice power. There's not a lot of dips in the power, so I like that. It makes it an easy bike to ride and a friendly bike to ride, especially if you're a vet dude. You're going to love this power band because it's simply easy to ride. And I'll make a, a little note here. I could push a little harder uh, into corners with the Kawasaki versus the Yamaha YZ450F. So when I'm driving into a corner, I can leave it on a little bit longer and then get into my corner easier on this Kawasaki because it feels light, much lighter than the Yamaha feel. Like when I'm in the corner, the Yamaha stability is nice. Cornering stability is good on the Yamaha, but that tip-in of the Kawasaki Man, it is nice feeling. It feels almost as light as a KTM or a Husqvarna, I should say. And again, very seamless roll-on power. It's not going to rip your arms off, but yet it'll get you down the neck straightaway in a hurry, especially now with this new clutch. So I like that. Um, I guess I didn't touch on lever pressure a little bit. The lever pressure rivals the KTM Husqvarna feel. Uh, again, the blade of the lever is very uh, narrow. I don't like that. And what I do notice with the blades, especially the front brake, it puts my throttle hand in an awkward position when I have my finger on the front brake. So it almost leaves a different type of blister on my thumb that I normally don't get. And I ride a shit ton, and I don't get blisters, but for some reason the lever shape on the Kawasaki forces my hand inward a little bit differently than any other bike. So... That's just something to be noted. I'm a big fan of Works Connection stuff, as well as Bob over at ARC. Both of those guys, Eric at Works Connection and Bob at ARC, are great dudes, passionate about our sport, and they're wizards with levers and uh, adjustments and adjusters and all those things. They have a lot of different options for you guys out there. So um, I would look towards Bob at ARC to get some lever, different lever um, feel. Um, I'll definitely be doing that here in the future. And, of course, Eric at Works Connection, they offer all different kinds of stuff as well. So that's the suspension settings and the engine side of things. Um, brakes, for me, are as good, uh, I would say, around the Honda-ish front brake feel. Not grabby, but very powerful, not spongy. My Yamaha front brake does get spongy at times. And, again, the rear brake, not as touchy as I felt last year, so maybe that brake lever shape has changed and made it a little bit different, but I doubt it. I'm sure I will uh, dissect that more as I go. But here's what I want to talk about, and here's the meat of this thing right here, okay? I have a confession. Yes, I ride a lot, and yes, I ride all different types of bikes. And I'm not immune to being wrong. I'm wrong a lot of times. So I want to admit that I am wrong about not riding this bike on my own personal time more. 
I said this last year. Hey, I really want to ride this bike, and I never did. I rode this bike for testing purposes, for setting purposes, and then on my own time, when I busted motos and I didn't have to test, I chose other bikes. But for whatever reason, every time I come back to this KX450, I enjoy it so much. And I always wonder, like, what the fuck? Why can't I come back to this thing later on? Well, I'm making you guys a promise, and I want you to hold me accountable for this. And I said this in the articles over on PulpMX.com. I want you guys to hold me accountable and call me out if you don't see me throwing up photos of me riding the Kawasaki. I like this bike a lot. It's easy to ride. It's fun to ride. I want to explore this bike more with some of my own settings. Maybe uh, get some different race tech suspension on there. Uh, get some mu- more muffler. Do a muffler comparison on there. We've done a lot of that stuff with Joe Aloff, but I personally want to ride this more just for my own um, knowledge. I want to gain more knowledge myself on this bike. I think a lot of these riders now, I see them a, lo- a lot of these guys switching to a green bike just because it's so easy to ride, and I can understand it. Man, every time I get in this thing, I have a really good time. And, of course, as you guys know, as some of you guys, your consumers out there, a change is good. Maybe you are a Yamaha guy and you want to switch. Man, the Kawasaki feels really nice. And I know Power Motorsports, of course, you guys know that's one of my advertisers on this show they have great deals on kx450s and 250s so if you're looking for a kick-ass deal on one of these things hit me up i'll get you in contact with david over there at power and uh, get you on a new green bike which is what i want to do in 2021 so um i know (laughs) some of you guys are calling bullshit but seriously every time i ride this thing i rode it today and i had a smile on my face thinking Man, it's just a different feeling bike, but yet it's so easy to ride. It makes me happy. I always was really picky of its cornering, but I'm telling you what, a handlebar does wonders. This clutch does wonders. It helps my cornering, and I can really lay into these ruts really nice with not a lot of effort. So I love that part, okay? All right, so make sure, you guys listening, hold me accountable to this. I really want to ride this sucker. So I'm gonna, when I get back from Loretta's, I'm going to spend some more time on this. I know I got a lot of other intros going on, but this thing is really fun to ride and easy to ride. I probably will not be doing a whole lot in the engine because I like that feel, but I may or may not explore a piston and get Jamie or Chad or someone over there to kind of touch up on the engine, see if we can get a little bit more excitement and keep that linear, easy-to-ride feel. I really want to keep that intact because that's what makes me want to ride it. That's one of the reasons why I love a KTM so much is because it's so easy to ride. As as good as the Yamaha is, it's tough to ride at times for me because of the power. There's a lot there. And sometimes even putting a TP 3.0 map in it is not enough to calm it down in longer motos for me. I could haul ass on it, but it takes some effort. To me, it takes less effort to haul ass on this Kawasaki. So I want to dissect this more. I'm going to go to more tracks. I'm going to go to some ruddier tracks, open rough tracks like Glen Helen, and really pound it to see what it's like. And then I'm going to do durability on this thing. Let's really beat this thing in the ground, and let's dissect how this engine is. I get emails say, oh, Kiefer, you know, my crank has gone through the engine. The rods are no good on these things. I want to... Do all of this and get this feedback to you guys to see if this shit's really happening. No, I'm not a rever, uh, but 
I'm going to ride this thing a lot, and we're going to see uh, how durable this engine is. So that's a, that's on my wish list right now. Uh, kudos to Showa. I just want to give a shout-out to Showa for getting some comfortable settings on this bike. Kudos to the engineers over at Kawasaki, as well as the R&D guys, Travis, Borky. Those guys have been busting their ass on these bikes. And let me just tell you, the frame is unreal. I love the feeling of the frame. It's not rigid. I hate rigidity. This thing doesn't have that. And I feel like I can even go stiffer with the suspension and not get the rigidity that I can get sometimes on a Honda. So um, there's a window of opportunity is what I like to call it. There's a window of opportunity to increase a bike's enhancements. And what I mean by that is, let's say Yamaha. It's very good stock. But when you try to enhance it or do stuff to it, you can go backwards in a hurry. I feel like this Kawasaki is able to take modifications well because of its frame character. I want to figure all that out in 2021. I want to experience and explore that and see how the track toughness is. You guys want more Kawasaki stuff or you're interested in some back Kawasaki stuff? Go to my website. Joe Aloff did a lot of racing. Vet National. We have some settings. He gives you some mods that he likes. He's really tight with Mitch and Bones over at Pro Circuit. So we have some Pro Circuit mods up over on the Kawasaki KX450. So I'm going to try to go a different way for 2021 and give you some increased um, information, some more information on some different products that I want to put on this bike. So we're going to dive into this thing and the KX250 more. I think the KX250 will come late August, early September. So we'll have a review, first impression, baseline settings. We'll get you all of that. You can go to racerxonline.com most likely tomorrow, if not already. You can look at the video. We talk about all that. And I talk a little bit about the confession, what the bike does and doesn't do. So go check out racerxonline.com on the video side. We try to cover it all here. The video, podcast, as well as the articles, as well as our door is always open. You don't have to kick it open. It's open. Chris at keyforinktesting.com. We're here to help you guys with settings, any tips, tricks that we may know. And if you guys email me, hey, Chris, what do you really think? This is what I really think. What I'm going to type you in an email is not going to be any different than this podcast. So, again, I'm here to tell you what's up, the truth. But if I don't cover something, which is possible, Heather's making dinner. I could be rushing this podcast. But ask away. That's what we're here for. You see me at the track? Come up. Talk to me a little bit. Tell me your name. Tell me your backstory. After dark, whatever. I'm here to help. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We will be back. I know I said this on the last pod, but this is really the last one this week. So that means I'm going Loretta's on Saturday. So we're going to have a two to three week break on this show, but we'll be coming in hot with 2021 intros, first impressions, Husqvarna 250, 350, 450, as well as KTM stuff coming on tap when I get back from Loretta's. Hopefully I'll see you guys in Tennessee. If not, I might have to wait a while for emails because... Not a lot of service in Tennessee, peeps. Not a lot of service. So hope to see you there. If not, be good, be kind, support the advertisers on this show. They are good people. And ride safe, have fun, enjoy. See y'all.